this will be the first time I've done the question because of your interruptions. Oh. What former National League second baseman holds the Major League record most double plays in a season? Okay, uh, the, the uh, record is 161. So uh, if you think you have the answer to that, I'll repeat it one more time. What former National League second baseman holds the Major League record for most double plays in a season? He was one of my favorite second basemen, by the way. Also, and, uh, a little clue for people that might know me. Six two six three seven eight zero is the number. Here at Sports Talk, it's time for us to take a break, and then we'll be right back right after this. If your child is going to be taking a standardized test, you could ask some questions according to the National Institute of Education. Find out what kind of standardized test your child will be taking this year and what they'll be used for. Ask if these tests will affect your child's placement in school. If so, find out what other information will be used to determine if a special program is needed. To learn more, send for a free copy of Your Child and Testing from Consumer Focus, Pueblo, Colorado, 81009. A message from WNYT. Softball fans, come and see your favorite WNYT jocks this Sunday as the Island Rockers go for wins 2-3 and three against WTNY, our New York affiliate. The Island Rockers are led by team captain Mark Rosie Rosenman, Sal Chico Domino, the team's hitting leader Steve Lane, and the ever-awesome home run leader Bob Kong-Taylor. The action starts this Sunday, May 9th at 2 p.m. at the softball field on the campus of the New York Institute of Technology. For more information, call 626-3780. Island Rocker Fever. Catch it. Marv Albert, and yes, when I'm just relaxing, I, of course, listen to WNYT in Old Westbury. Yes, he does. Um, and before that, the Island Rockers softball team, uh, we're off to a little slow start. Things are going to turn around. I bet it be so, you know, we were talking about George Steinbrenner and Gene Michael. If you want to look at, um, you know, kind of roles, Rich O'Connor is my George Steinbrenner. I guess I'm his Gene Michael. But uh, we're off to a slow start. No, 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 no. You're still my Bob Lemon. That me oh, oh, that means that my days are numbered, huh? Um, no, but uh, actually, we're, we're off to a slow start, but uh, a couple of our hitters, you know, you heard it, Bob Kong, Taylor, off to a good start. Um, you know, two home runs and six RBIs in four games. Unbelievable. Also, uh, <laughs> we have to watch him. He almost punched out about four of the other team, which wouldn't have been that bad. We'll get into that a little later. However, the phone number to get in touch with us here, 626-3780. We'll repeat the trivia question for you. Number three on the night, what former National League second baseman holds a major league record for most double plays in one season? The record, 161. We want to know the player, okay? So give us a buzz at 626-3780. And good evening, you're on Sports Talk. Yeah, how you doing? I'd like to uh, take a shot at that trivia. Okay, yeah, give it a shot. How about Billy Flynn? No. Okay. Good, good try, though. Good try, though, because uh, I remember uh, like two years ago when uh, they were turning double plays uh, by the minute that, uh, well, you know, the uh, people were saying, oh, you know, I wonder what the record is because he's turning so many. And that is, that's a good answer and uh, something I've even considered before uh, Mark had uh, showed me the answers to tonight's trivia questions. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Well, the next is a good topic. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, that, hey, did you have me catch Saturday's game? Yes. You think Phoebe Brooks should be should be benched? No, you know, 
it's sort of like the same thing our last caller just said, you know, musical lineups. You know, stick with the lineup. Let them, you know, work out their fielding mistakes, their hitting mistakes. Let, let it, you know, work its way out. UV Brooks, you know, still a young third base, and people don't realize that. I mean, first of all, third base isn't his natural position. He was a shortstop in, in college at Arizona. Well, he was very well shortstop when I was on the state. No, they they actually switched in his second year. In in fact, the first and second year, the first two years that they were both there, it was the other way around. Bob Horner did play third, and then he went back and played short. And you, um, wait, let's get this right now. Yubi Brooks, the first two years he was at Arizona, played set, uh, shortstop. And Bob Horner played third. The last two years, they switched it around. So it's still a transition period for UB. And, you know, last year he had a little problem with the glove. But I don't know. I think Gardenhire, you know, is batting great. But his glove, uh, you know, I don't know what, what's the story with it there. He's all of a sudden made a rash of errors, uh, fielding and throwing both ways. You know, he hasn't been too steady there. Second base has been pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Um... Back in the field, I've been spending time pretty good out there. Yeah. Um, as, as far as Yubi's gone, I think he's made something like 10 hours in the last 19 games. Um, but he's not been doing that well. Uh, but he should come on. You know, it's only a matter of time. Okay? Okay. Uh, one more thing. Sure. Um, upcoming, uh, when is the NBA draft, by the way? Um, I, I, well, I still feel that uh, I, I think that has a way to go. It's in and, June, uh, isn't it? It's after, all the playoffs are over. Sometime in June. Yeah, it's, as a matter of fact, it's like right after the uh, trading deadline, the major league trading deadline. Okay, well, uh, June 20th, I believe, maybe. The talks are going around. Do you think the Knicks can come up with Kareem? No. I, if they went for Kareem, it would just be a mistake. Because uh, well, in a long line. Exactly. What are you going to do with Carl and Webster? It's. I mean, no one wants them. No one in the NBA wants them. Uh, especially Cartwright. I mean, uh, maybe a lot of people in New York think Bill Cartwright is a great basketball player, but uh, in the past year, in the past year, the past year, I, I disagree with that. His rookie year, I felt he was a player with a lot of potential, but I think he's let a lot go to his head since uh, he's been in the NBA. I think uh, when he decides what position he wants to play, whether he wants to play guard or center, then maybe he should come back to an NBA team. Okay, thank you very much. Guys. Okay, thank you. Six two six three seven eight zero is the number. If uh, you uh, have a a guess or an answer for the trivia question or anything in the world you want to talk about in the world of sports. And uh, once again, we go over to the phones. That number again, 6263780. And good evening. You're on Sports Talk. Hello. Hello. You can have the trivia answer. Okay. I'll repeat the question one more time for you. Thank you, Mark. What we want to know is what former National League second baseman holds the major league record for most double plays in a season? The number of the record is 161. Davey Lopes. Davey Lopes is also a good answer. Uh, but it's also wrong. It's also a wrong answer. Of course, Davey now, I believe, is with the California Angels. Oakland. The Oakland, Oakland A's. I knew it was a team over on the coast. Well, you both said that like oh, one day. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, no, with Los Angeles, he did have a, uh, a, a good career. And uh, another good answer there. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Yes, the National Hockey League playoffs. Okay. I think uh, teams like Edmonton and Montreal have fantastic seasons, regular seasons, get knocked out of the first round. There should be something changed about that. Well, of course, then again, it's there's something you have to consider that Mark has always brought up. You always, when it comes to playoff time, you forget whatever happened during the regular season. 
I mean, it's the team that's playing hottest at the end of the regular season. It's the hottest goaltender that is going to carry you through the playoffs. And, uh, well, I mean... Not only that, if you're good all year, why can't you be good through a seven-game series also? I, I, mean, I mean, really, they weren't even in seven-game series. Yeah. Edmonton was ousted in the, in the three. In the, in, no, in the best of five, right. In the best of five, um, I'm sorry. But, like, you know, if you are a consistent, good hockey team all through, you should beat the teams that are weaker than you. And if you don't, well, you know, it's not bad coaching, really, but you're not as great a team that you should be. If you are a very good team, then come playoff times, you should do it. And, and you know, they didn't, and it's obvious. Uh, I'm not really, uh, you know, a staunch supporter of the NHL um, playoff system as it stands right now. However, I think that it, it worked. Uh, if, you know, if Edmonton had won and Minnesota had won, I don't think anyone would have said anything. And chances are next year they will win their divisions. But, you know, let, let's give Vancouver and Chicago. Let's not downgrade them. They're playing great hockey. And I'll tell you, the most exciting game that I've seen throughout the whole playoff series was a double overtime Chicago-Vancouver. I thought that was one of the best playing hockey games I've ever seen. That's because they're two young teams fighting for their lives and the chance to represent their city in the Stanley Cup final. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay? Okay, thank you. Okay. 626-3780 is your connection to Sports Talk. And good evening, you're on Sports Talk. Yes, I'd like to answer the question. Okay. Go ahead. Give it a shot. What you doing that? Well, oh, you, go ahead. We won't repeat it. Go ahead. Hello? Well, we beat it. Oh, uh, you want us to? I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what we want to know is what former National League second baseman holds the major league record for most double plays, and of course, the record is 161 during the season. Uh, uh, it's not such a, even a good guess. <laughs> well, no, it is. It's all right. It's just, Felix. It's a good Felix. I remember Felix, but uh, name no. out of the past. Yeah, a uh, star in the Japanese leagues now, along with Roy White. Yes, yeah, so he was also good on the Atlanta Braves, not only the Mets, but a good, a good uh, try. However, um, you take a look at the shortstops that uh, Felix has played alongside of, and, uh, well, Bud Howison was good, that's right, in 73. However, the Mets didn't turn that many double plays, surprisingly, and also Atlanta um, players like Gil Garrido and Sonny Jackson probably were not the best defensive pairings for Felix Mihad over there in Atlanta. Sonny Jackson, I remember, remember his glasses? And he was a great baseball card. I forgot all about him. Yeah, he was. He was, he a was always a good card. baseball card. So was Horace Clark. Yeah, Horace Clark, yes. Okay, well, um, good qu- good guess. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Don't count San Antonio out. I mean, uh, San Antonio is a team that, come playoff time, is only sitting in the wings. And uh, they are an explosive uh, offensive team, even though they might not have shown it in the... In the playoffs thus far, even though uh, yesterday uh, a surprise game, they uh, defeated San Antonio 115 to 113 in the game that I saw. And the game I thought was a fantastically played game. Uh, I, I thought it was one of the best games I've seen so far all season. San Antonio coming back to defeat Seattle, and, the, and uh, the fans down there in San Antonio were going crazy. But you look at the talent they have on San Antonio. Of course, uh, George Gervin, he only had 19 points yesterday, but still. But uh, let's see, one, two, Three, four, five, seven. Seven, <laughs> seven players here uh, scored in double figures for San Antonio. They are, they can be a well-balanced team. And one thing I noticed about San Antonio is when they play well-balanced, uh, even George Gervin will score a lot of points uh, in most of those games. But when they when the rest of the team plays well-balanced, 
They are a very good basketball team. They were they were a really good game, a really good team throughout the regular season. But uh, come playoff time, again, they're one of the teams that is known to choke. But now they lead Seattle three games to one. And uh, I think, well, it'll be tough. Uh, now, your question was, do you think they'll go all the way? I think uh, if uh, the Lakers are now a week off first, then they can carry the momentum into the series. And, uh, that, well, that's true. Well, of course, uh, the Los Angeles has, has some time to rest now. And uh, well, Los Angeles made uh, made fools out of the Phoenix Suns, who I thought would at least make it respective. And uh, Los Angeles is a hot team right now, probably the hottest in the playoffs. Um, San Antonio, not could far, be, though. Not far away. Very balanced team, like you said, which could give a lot of teams trouble. It'd be nice, you know. But uh, it's always exciting to see a, a new team catch fire and really do well in the playoffs. And it'd be, it would be good. The thing, the thing with Los Angeles right now, though, is that uh, players that they, Bob McAdoo now is uh, coming off the bench. He's scoring some points. Bob McAdoo has had a rough last uh, two years. Of course, he was uh, once one of the NBA's greatest scorers. Once he came to the New York Knicks, here's another prime example. Nothing really happened for him, and now he's playing very good basketball. So when you got a, a guy like Bob McAdoo coming off the bench and playing well for you, you of course, you have uh, Kareem, you have Wilkes, you have uh, Magic Johnson and uh, Nixon, and just a well-balanced team in Los Angeles, and a tough team. And uh, I don't want to take anything away from San Antonio. They could surprise the Lakers, but I honestly feel that uh, down the road, it's going to be Washington, uh, not Washington, Boston, and uh, Los Angeles in the final. And uh, a few weeks ago, I predicted Boston to take uh, another championship because I think Boston is a super basketball team. Maybe they don't, maybe, you know, they really don't have the household names, but uh, maybe, you know, Bird might be a household name and... Uh, and uh, Archibald, but that's about it. Oh, Danny Age is coming on, too, to, to be a, a consistent force on the, the Celtics. Doesn't score a lot of points, but there's a lot of things that go unnoticed in a box score. And, so, know, so does uh, you get a lot of unnoticed stuff from uh, Kevin McHale and yeah. uh, Parrish. I mean, uh, Parrish, probably. The, that's exactly one of the most underrated players in the league, in my opinion. The two of them put uh, 53 points in the hoop for uh, Boston yesterday. And, of course, that's coming from your two big men. And uh, Kevin McHale is playing excellent basketball in the playoffs. Okay, thank you very much for your call. Very much. We appreciate it. 626-3780 is the number of your connection to sports talk. And we'll go over the phone once again and say, good evening, you're on WMYT Sports Talk. The answer to the question. We've had four yesterday. Uh, let's give it a shot. No, three. This will be number four. Yeah, give it a shot. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson, no. No, that's another incorrect. That is a great, you know, choice, though. Uh, Jackie Robinson, uh, one of the best second basemen of all time. However, it is incorrect. Um, anything else you'd like to talk about this evening? Yeah, how about the arrows? The New York Arrows going for an unprecedented four championship. Um, incredible team. Rich. I think they gave a scare to their fans the other night when uh, losing to Buffalo in uh, at the Nassau Coliseum. And, uh, of course, Buffalo is one of the teams that uh, the Arrows do have trouble with. And, uh, well, yesterday it came back, it went back to Buffalo, and uh, they, uh, the Arrows won yesterday. Steve Jungle scored three goals for the Arrows, and now the series comes back to the Nassau Coliseum. So uh, I'm sure the fans seemed a little bit relieved. I'm sure they didn't feel too comfortable because it's a best-of-three series with the Arrows are in now. And, uh, you know, when you take away that first game and you can go back back up to uh, Buffalo, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough situation for the Arrows. The Arrows, you know, I think are the uh, the, the dynasty in the MISL, and uh, they're a great team. Jungle, without a doubt, the best player in the league. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, I I thought they'd uh, go all the way without any problems, but Buffalo has really given them a scare. So we'll just have to see. Okay. Thank you very much for your call. 626-3780 is the number. If you got anything at all you'd like to talk about in the world of sports, I think it's time to go over the phones once again, Richo. And say good evening. You're on Sports Talk. Yeah, I think I know the answer to your quiz. Uh, okay. Johnny Temple? Uh, no, that is also an incorrect answer. Boy, this question is tougher than I thought it was. Well, it is. It's, uh, it's, a, good, it's a good try, though. You know why it's tougher. It's something that uh, you very rarely can find in a book, you know, and that's good. Those are the type of, like, people to think about. Um, however, that is a good guess. Anything else you'd like to talk about in the world of sports? Oh, that's about it. Okay. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much. 626-3780 is the number, and good evening once again. You are on Sports Talk. Uh, hi, I want to answer the trivia question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give it a shot. Ron Hunt. Wrong Wrong again. That is a good try. Uh, We were talking about the Giants a little before. Also played with the Mets and the Montreal Expos. Ron Hunt uh, held a different record, though, uh, hit by the most pitch balls. Uh, It's something that Ron Hunt liked to do, get in the way of uh, a fastball. But a good try, though. That's one of his other records. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, That's it. Okay. A lot of people just sitting home, hanging out, waiting for the trivia contest. We'll go over the phones once again. Good evening. You're on Sports Talk. How are you doing? Okay. And yourself? Good. I'd like to uh, answer the trivia question. Okay. <laughs> that seems to be the going trend these days. Okay. You ready? Uh, I think so. Is it Glenn Beckett? Glenn Beckett. Oh, again. You know, uh, that's a good one. Kessinger and Beckett, 1969. And, Santo. and, oh, and Ernie Banks, what an infield. What a team. Uh, Fergie Jenkins, Ken Holtzman, Bill Hands on the pitching mound. With the, and Jenkins, and, and that's right. And also catching Randy Hundley, the outfield, Billy Williams. Who do we have in center field? I think it was his rookie season. Cleo James, could it be? It was in his rookie I'm, I'm season. Not sure. And um, let's say Adolfo Phillips was also on that team. And played right field. Let's think of one other. There was another outfielder that I'm missing on this Cubs team, and I know he was good. Jim Hickman. Jim Hickman. Jim Hickman, I was just going to say. And he was extremely Williams, yeah. We mentioned yeah, that. What yeah. a team, that's right. And uh, but of the course, '69 Cubs were uh, like every summer though. Preseason, yeah. they were supposed to have one of the best teams in Major League history at that time. And well, who'd have thought that the Mets were going to go all out and uh, take them? But we did. And uh, good, good, good guess though. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Yeah, I wanted to know if you guys saw the fight yesterday, uh, the Page Young fight. No, I didn't catch it. We uh, well. Um, I, I know Greg Page extended his victory streak to 19, and it was a unanimous uh, decision over Jimmy Young. And uh, he still has his U.S. Boxing Association Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Nina Friday was hurt also, I heard, during the 12 rounds. And uh, Young is uh, <laughs> Young is something like 30, 11, and 2, and had won five fights going into this one consecutively. However, um, he, the last time he had lost was when he was knocked out by Jerry Cootie uh, last May of 1980. So, uh, you know, was, I understood it was a good fight. Maybe you could give us a little more information. Well, I, I saw yesterday, and, you know, I've heard so much about how uh, Greg Page is supposed to be a good yeah. fighter, but uh, he didn't show me too much yesterday. Really? I thought he was going to put Young away, you know, quickly, because, you know, Young was kind of overweight and was slow, you know? Really? Um, uh, 
You know, it also surprised me that, that Young was going into that match with five consecutive uh, wins, you know, without being knocked out, you know, and it's amazing that you look at his record. He's been around a long time, and he's only lost 11 fights, but uh, Page is supposed to be, you know, also. A lot of people, though, said that he wasn't impressive. It was a unanimous decision. All right, fine, but uh, neither fighter was hurt, and that kind of tells you something, you know, when it goes the distance and neither fighter was hurt, that uh, a lot of boxing wasn't done, and it was just a matter of who bored the judges least, and uh, that's what it might have come down to. Uh, Page, though, I've seen him in other fights. He has been impressive. Um, however, there, there are a lot of good fights coming up that we're really going to get in detail about. Uh, of course, the Hearns Hagler fight coming, and uh, the long awaited Jerry Cooney. Larry Holmes fight, that's going to be a good one, too. Uh, Bob Taylor is, uh, you know, he's uh, still traveling down to Atlantic City a few times a week down to, uh, to his office. He's going to have a lot to do with boxing. Um, he'll give us the in-depth reports during that time, so stay tuned for that here at WNRT Sports Talk. So I wonder if he ever found Frazier. Remember the boxer down in Atlantic City? I think he was still looking for him. <laughs> 626, oh, I'm, you know, I'm giving a number. I'd even thank the caller for calling. A great try, though, with the, the uh, Cassander and Beckett. Brought back a lot of memories for Allowing us. us to reminisce. Really? I tell you, those, those names click in your minds, and all of a sudden, you're back in those days. It's really strange. It was funny, but uh, when uh, when the Felix Mignon guest was mentioned, I was thinking of the 1969 Atlanta Braves, the uh, last team to really do good for Atlanta. Uh, Felix Mignon, of course, was on that team. Orlando Cepeda, and Pete Boyer, Hank Aaron, Charmy Aaron. Wow, this is an amazing goal. We're missing two outfielders from that team also. Um, Rico Cardi, that's yes. right. Great um, let's see. Uh, the catcher. They had a catcher named Bob Didier. Um, also, uh, the manager was Lum Harris. The pitching staff consisted of um, no Pappas pitch for them that year. More memories. Incredible. Um, Tillman was also a catcher. And uh, Negro and Ron Reed. Great. You know, these memories are unforgettable. 626, uh, that's why I guess they call them memory. 626-3780 is your connection to Sports Talk. And good evening here on Sports Talk. So, uh, I would like to answer the sports question. Okay. Um, my guess is that it would be someone who played on uh, the Excuse me? LeBron. Oh, wow. All right. Well, give it a try. Uh, I think Lenny Bennett. It's a good try once again, but however, it's incorrect. Um... I won't eat, I'm not going to mention on the artificial turf or anything that that might throw off some people. It's a good point, though. However, it's incorrect. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, also, I would like to ask you, what do you think of the Chicago Blackhawks' chances in the Cup? I'll tell you, I think Vancouver is a very pumped-up young team. Tony Odo is coming up with some spectacular saves. I think their chances are still good. Um, they have to be a little... Dennis Savard has been incredible. Uh, just just pairing up, you know. And, and Tony Odo, those two players have really excelled. Um, however, Vancouver, Richard Bordeaux has impressed me to no end. And also, uh, they're young, they're hungry. I think uh, that Vancouver will come out victorious, but it's, it's going to be a dogfight all the way. Okay? I think that the Blackhawks are also team, but both these teams like to fight. I think it's going to go seven games. Yeah, it's going to be a rough, you know, game in, game out, tough 
series. But a fact that I brought up before, though, is that uh, a good point brother, both teams like to fight. I don't know about you, but when it comes to down to the finals of uh, the NHL playoffs, the last thing I want to see is brawls. Really? And uh, it's it's really it's really too bad that the fans not taking anything away from Chicago, but I feel that if they're going to make the series interesting against the Islanders, that um, they're going to have to use more of their brawn than their brains. Respect for that young team, man. It'd be interesting to see Richard Brodeur try to fill up his former team. So uh, another, you know, little aspect that a lot of future articles will be written in the paper about, I'm sure. Okay, thank you very much for your call. 626-3780 is the number. And good evening here on WNYT Sports Talk. Yeah, I think I have the answer to the trivia question. Okay. How about Larry Bowen, Dave Cash? A couple years back. Okay, well, uh, the, the only one who's been second voice is, is Dave Cash. That is good. Because that is a good uh, guess. Uh, the guess is wrong. Uh, but um, it is a, uh, one thing. I mean, these combinations that people are uh, coming up with just spark so many memories of like great double play combinations. But um, you know, people, there is one that is you know. A uh, second baseman that was incredible. People, you know, it's strange because one of my favorite players of all time, and people just overlook him, and that's what's been going on today. A pretty, uh, I won't say recent because I don't want to give any clues, but, um, you know, just overlooked all the time as far as quality second basemans go. That's a good try. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Yeah, I'd like to ask you, like, in the, in the playoffs, in the final, who's in the big round with more trouble? I know you just talked about it before. Vancouver or Chicago? I, I think it would be v- Vancouver. Number one, Bissell. Young, hungry, really hungry team. Uh, you know, also, it's, you know, scouting. Uh, it plays another part. The Islanders have scouted Chicago a lot because, you know, it's a lot easier to go to Chicago than it is to Vancouver during the season. Islanders have a few super scouts that go and scout a lot of teams. That was probably their major advantage also going into the Rangers series. They had a person that had uh, virtually a season ticket to the New York Rangers and just sat there and watched all their breaks. I don't really think they've got to see Vancouver as much as they'd like to. Chicago relies on Tony O. He's got to keep him in the game. Um, a man his age, you know, it's hard really to get up and motivated for a game. However, Richie Rodor, there's a thing, you know, he's going to be going back to Nassau Coliseum, going to be trying to show him that they made a mistake. And that's another, you know, great thing. Plus the fact they're playing for really virtually a new coach. You know, the, the uh, coach stepped down because of the incident. He was suspended 10 games, Neil, and he uh, put in um, Roger Nielsen, one of, uh, one of the best coaches, you know, all time, you know, uh, coach for the um, Sabres, and he's doing a great job over there. They're playing, you know, inspired hockey, and I think that would give the Islanders trouble. However, I don't really see any, you know, real threat to their third Stanley Cup. Uh, you know, I, I just have to say that. They're, they're too tough, and the competition isn't as tough. Uh, for the uh, Quebec Nordiques, yeah, I believe so. Um, I, I, I think the Islanders have learned their lesson. I don't think they're going to let those things happen to them again. You know, if they lose that one game, the press is going to start saying, oh, here it goes again. They're not going to let the press do that to them. press has been really uh, tough on the Islanders, really, if you take a look. I mean, the Islanders are a great team. They've won two Stanley Cups. They, they won both the series that they were, you know, close in, but they won them. And, you know, they keep on saying that they make the mistake of letting up, which is true. But don't be so tough on them. They're a great team. Rich? 
And uh, that's true. I, I happen to disagree. I, well, I, I don't know. It's uh, very tough to say. I think that uh, with Chicago, if uh, when they go out, if uh, they do get by Vancouver uh, against the Islanders, as I said, in order to make it interesting, I think they're going to have to rely a lot on uh, their brawn more than their brain. But however, the Islanders are a team that can put up with all that non with all that nonsense, if that's uh, what you want to call it, and uh, a team that uh, will capitalize on uh, Chicago in the penalty box and put uh, a few goals to the net on uh, penalty plays. Uh, however, Vancouver, as Mark said, brought up a good point uh, that, uh, you know, the uh, Islanders in Vancouver don't know each other very well, which uh, could make for a more interesting series. However, in either case, I feel uh, the Islanders are pretty much be- the better team uh, by a pretty wide margin. And... Um, I don't know. It's uh, the fans. I feel are, are getting cheated with this new playoff system. I agree. And, I don't like the playoff system at all. That's right. And uh, not to take anything away from Chicago or Vancouver, I mean, but still, the old playoff system. I mean, it's just this is the first time this system has been put into effect, and uh, look what's happened. I don't think it's just by coincidence. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. I'm going to repeat the question one more time, then we'll take another call, and then we're going to take a little break. What former National League second baseman? I, I, you know, pretty soon someone's going to have to get it. I think they've named every single one that ever played. Uh, second baseman holds the major league record for most double plays in a season. The record, 161. We'll go over the phones right now and see if uh, another second baseman can stir up some more memories for us at 626-3780. Uh, okay, before we go, I just want to say you're listening to WNYT Sports Talk over WNYT in Old Westbury. Enough of that. Good evening. You're on Sports Talk. Yes, I'd like to talk about uh, the Cowboys and the NSAL. What do you think uh, the future is of the NSAL League uh, in the coming years? Um, It's really tough. I've been looking at the attendance figures uh, so far in games, and uh, it's been disappointing. I remember about four years ago. All right, well, another thing I have to look at is maybe Cosmos attendance is dropping off, but just about every other team, the attendance is going up. Um, I just remember that uh, I went to a few games about 1977-78 and um, it, at the Meadowlands for the Cosmos, and the place the place was jam packed. There wasn't an empty seat in the place, especially around playoff time. And uh, it was just, you know, the thing I like it. It's just in a way, it reminds me a lot of hockey. Uh, soccer and uh, basically, well, basically the same objective. And uh, but it was just, I mean, well, you well, everyone knows how uh, fifteen thousand fans can act up for a hockey game. Well, you know, you you quadruple that, and that's exactly what happens for a soccer game, or that's what used to happen in the Meadowlands. Now, uh, last year the Cosmos averaged something around uh, thirty-eight thousand a game during the regular season, and I don't even think they sold out uh, come playoff time. The uh, future of the NASL, it depends. Uh, a lot of people would like to see more American players in the game. That's what I was thinking. Like, I've, uh, I've been doing a lot. Like, it's talking about out of state. I was down to Florida. I saw the Strikers play a couple times. And, I mean, they packed that place. Sure. Well, down, yeah, they're down they're in Florida, you know. Of course, they don't have hockey down there. Right. Well, right. Well, Rich, I mean, that's another point that you mentioned hockey. You talk about a hockey city that uh, has also, you know, there aren't that many cities that have two sports. But um, you talk about a hockey city. That's behind both, you know, hockey and their their soccer team. Uh, Vancouver, you know, you have the Vancouver Whitecaps and, and the Vancouver Canucks. The Whitecaps have been drawing uh, tremendously in Vancouver, which is great. You know, the the Canucks are in the playoffs, and Vancouver is really turning into a sports town. It's great. But then in Vancouver, you don't have your baseball, and uh, you know. I guess with cities with a lot of sports, it's, uh, soccer's hurting. 
But I think soccer, I think the NFL expanded too soon and too fast. And, right. Uh, they, you know, they just jumped in with like 20-some-odd teams, you know, and then now they're down, you know, they're, they're cut like that down in half now. And mm-hmm. I think that, that hurt them. They really expanded too fast. And uh, well, I think soccer will never, you know, die. I think it's a sport that, uh, I mean, you know, you go back 15 years before the NFL, soccer was still around. I mean, the United States beat England in the 1950s, you know, in, in, a, in a classic game um, in the World Cup for the only time they ever beat England. But uh, so I think soccer will always be around. I sure. Think. Definitely. And a lot of American youths are now beginning to play the game, which, you know, is also a great trend. You know, when uh, hockey became big about maybe three, four years ago, you saw a lot of Americans breaking into the game, and I think that might be what it's lacking right now. Uh, we appreciate your call. We're going to take a, a quickie break and be back taking everyone's calls at 626-3780 right after this. The American Heart Association presents The Case of the Silent Killer. Oh, yes, yes, Dr. Anthony. I do remember the case of the silent killer. A bit sticky, that one. What? <laughs> That's right, Dr. Yardley. A potential killer stalked the community, striking at random with little or no warning. No sign of impending danger. A beastly problem with a simple solution. It convinces potential victims to take an examination to determine their systolic and diastolic pressure. Uh, once we knew that, we could control the potential threat. That's right, Dr. Yardley. The silent killer couldn't stand up to the truth revealed by our sphygmomanometer, a simple device to measure blood pressure. Once we knew the person's blood pressure, we could determine the potential danger and take steps to stamp out the silent killer. High blood pressure, the silent killer, is appearing in neighborhoods all across America. We don't know the cause, but we know how to control it. Your gift to the American Heart Association may help solve the case of the silent killer. A message from WNYT. Softball fans, come and see your favorite WNYC jocks this Sunday as the Island Rockers go for wins 2-3 and three against WTNY, our New York affiliate. The Island Rockers are led by team captain Mark Rosie Rosenman, Sal Chico Domino, the team's hitting leader Steve Lane, and the ever-awesome home run leader Bob Kong-Taylor. The action starts this Sunday, May 9th at 2 p.m. at the softball field on the campus of the New York Institute of Technology. For more information, call 626 626- 3780 Island Rocker Fever. Catch it. Hi, this is Len Berman. Listen to Sports Talk with my friends at WNYT and Old Westbury. It's a good show. Okay, and without further ado, we'll just go back over to the phones and good evening. You're on Sports Talk. I'd like to try your three questions. Okay. How about Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. Come on. Oh. All right, Mike Tyson. Well, no, that that is also. Not it's a good show. It's no. Well, I don't know. My, I maybe Mike Phillips too. Uh, a good try though. <laughs> but incorrect, nevertheless. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, I like to talk about uh, the Mets farm team. What are they doing with that guy, Strawberry? Uh, Donald Strawberry, oh, he's he's not exactly what everyone uh, thinks he is of, uh, in, in regards to the, you know, they, they got him, and uh, he was regarded as a, one of the, the top players, and uh, now he's playing double-A ball. For, uh, and Jackson playing really well. No, 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 he's not playing really well. Yes, he is. He's playing great. 
He's like third or fourth in the league in hitting, isn't he right now? I had heard that in the beginning he was off to a slow start. I had heard just the other day. Uh, no, actually, no, wait a minute. He's been playing consistent all the way through, Rich. Yes, he. I think in his first game, he had his first two games. Boy, yeah. Steve Lamar going to hear it from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, his, his first two games, I believe he had something like six ribbies in the first week. Incredible. A um, couple of years off from the big club, though, for sure. Um yeah, great start. Had four home runs in four games and 11 RBIs during that four, first four games. So, um, off to a, a flying start. I'm sorry that okay, I, I stand corrected. Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, Very much. Thank you. Mike Tyson. 3782. I thought he was kidding. That's why. I'm sorry if he, he thought I was serious. <laughs> but Mike Tyson, I mean, he also, it also, it's in the company that he was mentioned. I mean, you go, Felix Mion, Rennie Stennett, you know, who else was mentioned? Glenn Beckert. Mike Tyson and Jackie Robinson. I don't think the other four are appreciated. No, whatever. Mike Tyson will probably come and sue us, whatever. 626-37 is the number. And if you're not Mike Tyson, we'll let you on the show. So we might as well go over to the phones right now and say, good evening, you're on Sports Talk. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? That's a good question. Sure. Question, uh, what do you think of Dan Bouchard? Do you think he's playing up to his ability? Uh, yeah, Dan Bouchard isn't playing that bad. The Islanders, you know, they're getting their... The Islanders are now playing their game. They're getting the goals. You know, the quick pass from behind the net with, you know, just shoot, it's in the net. And uh, it's about time that the Islanders have gotten back to their style of playing. And that's why they're winning. That's why they're playing so uh, effectively. Dan Bouchard has made some great saves. However, the defense is also hurting him. They haven't really... Um, cleared the puck away from the front of the net. A lot of rebound shots have been going in the net. You know, they've been picking up the rebounds and scoring. So besides that, though, Dan Bouchard has been playing good. I think the stigma of being a goalie who chokes under pressure has been washed away over the last two years. He's no longer with Calgary, you know, and Atlanta where he always had the um, reputation as come playoff times he choked. Uh, Rich, what do you think? And, you know, we were just talking about that last week and that, uh, Dan Bouchard, and uh, of course when he was with Atlanta and Calgary, uh, the Rangers used to always face off against the Flames in the first round of the playoffs, and uh, Dan Bouchard was always one of the uh, better goaltenders in the NHL uh, at those times, but uh, when the playoffs came around, he was just... He uh, did not play up to his potential. He's not. Pl- I don't think he's playing bad now against uh, the Islanders, but... Um you know, in uh, by all means, you can't say that uh, if Quebec loses, that he's choked because the Islanders are a tough hockey team to go up against. And uh, well, you know, you can't say he can't choke. It's just he's going up against a team that is really a uh, very tough competition, a lot tougher than Quebec would uh, can really face at this time. Okay. Okay, I'd like to ask one more. Sure. Okay, uh, what do you think of Richard Bourdain? Do you think that uh, if he brings them all the way this year, do you think that might, they might be able to get a good trade out of him next year? Uh, no, I think Vancouver's happy with him. I don't think they're ever going to get rid of him. And besides, They're a young team. They have their goaltender. Why Why even get rid of him right now at this point? He's carried him this far, and in, in the future, he'll bring him even further. Sixties. What? Vancouver, it's uh, Glenn Hamlin, I believe. Yeah, it is Glenn Hamlin. Okay? Okay, thanks a lot. No problem. 626-3780 is the number you got to hear. What's wrong with you? <laughs> if you could see the way this man wears his headphones, you'd be amazed. No, Six, it's just... 626 is the number. We're going to go over the phones once again and say, good evening, you are on Sports Talk. Okay, tell me, can I have 22 out here? Is that loud? 
Give us one, and we might let you give us a second. <laughs> There's no need for a second, because you got it on the first shot. Who was your other choice? Uh, David Wilson, I'll tell you who's a wife. former National League. Yeah. And I said, well, geez, he just went over to the American League. Uh, that, that, he was a Dodger infield for, like, what, nine years? Yes, he did. Uh, but uh, Number one that stuck in my mind was Mazeroski. Great. Uh, Bill Mazeroski in the year 1966 set the league record for most double plays, 161. We're glad we finally got an answer. A lot of people had picked um, Davey Lopes. Well, the first call, I believe, was Davey Lopes, uh, in fact. Okay, yeah. I probably wasn't listening, and I, I don't know. But. All right, no problem, but you did get it correct. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about before uh, we put you on hold and have our engineer take your name? Great. Uh, the Jets, you know, every year they're just building and building a stronger and stronger defense. I think that they're going to be right there come playoff time, okay? Uh, super. <laughs> Definitely. The, the, the Jets are going to have probably the strongest defense uh, of any team in the um, American Football Conference. They're going to be really good. Uh, we'll put you on hold to have our engineer take your name and all the information he needs. You are a winner on your way to a fabulous sporting goods package. Uh, sponsored by Region Sporting Goods, name and quality sporting goods for over 40 years. Oh, in stereo. Okay, we'll put you on hold, and thank you very much for your call. Okay, finally, we uh, got an answer, a correct answer, that is, in our trivia question. So many great shortstops, including Mike Tyson mentioned uh, for that answer. Bill Mazeroski, the year 1966, 161 double plays. What do you think uh, most New Yorkers <laughs> remember Bill Mazeroski for? The home run. Mm, great. In the 1960 World Series, right, and uh, it's it's funny um, because I I read uh, I, I forget uh, whose uh, biography it was, but they say yeah, uh, that's a plus in the fa in itself that you read. <laughs> anyway, I, I read that. Uh, well, it was it's a broadcaster's biography. He said that uh, you know how the television cameras had gone down to uh, the Yankee locker room. They were all setting it up, setting up everything. God had gone into the ninth inning, and. Uh, all the Yankee players came in the dugout with these big long faces and they're like, hey, you know, you guys just won the World Series. They're like, no, 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 the guys who won it are, are across the hall. Tony Kubek's biography. I, I was going to say it. I thought that was it. I wasn't too sure about that. It wasn't Tony Kubek's biography because he was playing in that game. He was hitting the Adam's apple. He wasn't playing in that. He was, he was playing, but he wasn't broadcasting. Okay, but he is a broadcast. Well, whatever. Six two six three seven eight zero is the number. And good evening, you all on Sports Talk. Yeah, how you doing? Fine. How are you? Okay. I like to know what happened to Charles Morat and John Benoski for the defense. Captain Crunch and John Benoski, Jules. Uh, wait, wait. You said Jules Malash? Malash. Oh no. It's. <laughs> Yeah, right, okay. We're talking about Jules Mallott, number six for the Rangers uh, a couple of way back when. I don't know, um, he finished his career, he's no longer playing in the NHL. Neither is John Bednowski. He had been up and down, you know, in the expansion draft. He had gone to, I believe it was uh, Quebec, and he's no longer playing at all um, in the NHL. But two players, uh, out of the two as far as... Um, uh, 
talent-wise, Marat was the better of the two for sure. Marat was uh, inspired many chants of defense, defense at the Garden and the, the glory is of the Rangers. Uh, Bednowski, number 23, when he played for the Rangers, never really impressed me that much. Uh, in fact, there was a player that he tried to assimilate on the team. He tried to play like, um, he really tried to play like Dougie Jarrett, but he wasn't as clean uh, a checker as Dougie Jarrett. Came up a lot of times with the elbow. So, um, but those two players are no longer in the NHL, but uh, also brings back many memories. So, anything else you'd like to talk about? Okay. Okay, one more question. Sure. No problem. Go ahead. 